Right. They, they <laughs> no. No, I had to start recording this. No, that is for sure. So we were just talking about sexual ambiguity and then also just, just being comfortable with your sexuality. Yeah. And we're talking about white people and how they could just be super homophobic, but super gay at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab them. Do not pass out. Be the first one to pass out drunk around a bunch of white people. They're going to draw balls on your face. Or put, and, or put their balls in your face and take right. a picture of it. Exactly. They're going to teabag your fucking nose. Yeah. Teabagging. Who's that insulting to? <laughs> it's insulting to no one but the parties involved. You know what I mean? If, if like I'm both. passed out and you put your balls on my face, you gay. Exactly. And you're the person that's trying not to be gay. But you oh, want to look be... at how gay he is. He's got my dick exactly. in his mouth. Who put it there? You put... <laughs> I didn't ask for this I shit. I didn't ask for it. <sighs> anyway, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. And this is Cedric, and we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Uh, let's get to it. Hey, uh, guys. Hey. Uh, so... What up? What, 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 what up? What up? What up? Guess what? What? It's hip-hop's birthday. Oh, birthday. Uh, so... What up, hip-hop? Happy what birthday, up? hip-hop. Um, So then, you know, it's hip-hop's birthday. It's 44. So... Oh, Hip hop is forty four. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know what? We did drop our four forty four album today. We this did. morning. We did. So uh that's interesting. We just did that for the for the for the culture. And for now culture. we're recording again just for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Let's just keep hype piecing it we had as to. for the culture. So, for the culture. It's on, it's on the birthday of the culture. So I think what you should do for the culture is just drop some 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 heat for them. You know what I, I mean? mean? So I will not forget August 11th, uh, 1973, um, for a number of reasons. Number one, August 11th is my mother's birthday. Hey, uh, happy birthday. 73 is the year she graduated from, from uh, high school. So Damn. it's like, it's, it's weird. When, when I first learned hip hop's birthday, I was like, mom, you so hip hop. <laughs> she was She's like, like, nah. Yeah. She's like, like, like whatever. Right. Uh, but, um, so yeah, August 11th is considered the birthday of hip hop. Why? Um, there's a young man by the name of uh, DJ Cool Herc. Uh He was a, a DJ, mm-hmm. the first official DJ. Um, he was hosting a birthday party for his little sister. Um, and at this party, mm-hmm. he actually did, uh, for the first time at this party, something that's known as the get down or the break. break. Right? Was it for his little sister? I thought it was like a back to school yeah, it was a back yeah. school party for his, for his little for sister. sister. Yeah. Got you. Uh, and so um, he created this whole thing with the break, with the two turntables. So what the break is, is when you uh, pretty much sync up the two turntables, two different songs, or the same song, and you play just the instrumental part back to back to back. Yeah. So you're like spinning the record, you play a little bit, you spin the other record, you play that one. And so you keep this continuous instrumental going, uh, which was completely revolutionary back in the day. Yep. It's like, imagine like the first hacker that came in and like knew how to like hack passwords. Yep. He, he was, he was hacking records back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he was extremely revolutionary. Um, and, you know, of course, obviously, after this party happened, um, there was this huge blackout in New York. A bunch of people stole a bunch of DJ equipment. And then everyone became a DJ and got a crew. And they had MC started and yada, yada, the rest is history. 
Mm-hmm. Go listen to our first episode if you really want to get down for the one of the first. I don't even know if it's was really the first the one or the second one. I don't fucking remember. It was which like one, one of our was. early episodes. We're, on, we we're actually, literally on like episode thirty three cool. right now. So, so. We, we actually broke down the history of hip hop in one of our earlier episodes. Go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, happy birthday, hip hop. Um, it's a big day. Um, it's a big moment because if if Mr. DJ Cool Herc did not do that, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. Nobody would be here. Right. <laughs> Barack would Obama no, would not have been president. If there would be no black culture. There would be no culture to appropriate. None. <laughs> the N word would just be dead. No. Okay. Come on. Okay. Niggas will still be. Around. Yeah. You're I was right. about to say, let's okay. not go that far. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's happened. So, uh, Again, happy birthday, hip hop. You're 44. You're old or considered an old nigga yes. to a lot of these young rappers today. Yes, yeah, what they But say. they're still fucking making money off of you. So you might want to go tell them a little something about that as an old nigga. But uh, what's going on in hip hop today? I mean, you know, speaking or of this old week niggas, or what's going know, on um, at all? I mean, Andre 3000 has, was recently quoted as saying he, he feels old. He said he feels old. Yo, that that's crazy to me. Like, Isn't that crazy? Because all we want is an, is an Andre album or or i mean a outcast album because big boy is still putting out music yo and exactly good. um so we're like andre what's up dude where you at so to give context to what we're talking about um andre 3000 recently did an interview i believe with i i've read it through complex i'm not sure who it was i, I to be honest i'm I, I, whatever sure whatever um but Andre 3000 did an interview and was like, you know what? The reason why he's not really rapping right now is that he doesn't really have it in him anymore. And he's old. And Bullshit. He's saying that he's old. He's saying, like, no matter what you do as an old person in this game, you're going to lose steam. It's like, it's not like he, he's comparing himself to, like, an athlete of some yeah, sort. Yeah, he did. He you know? to an athlete, like, you know, when you get older, it's yeah, like just the, lose a step. Exactly. And to be honest, I don't believe that. Jay-Z hasn't... Um, lost a step big boy hasn't lost a step Royce the five nine has not lost a step these are all people that are older um a f- black thought has not lost yeah. a step What's at all M&M's, common m&m's dropping some new An- another stuff coming, exactly you know like so, a lot of these people yeah. have not lost a step so i don't understand where andre 3000 is coming with this this is my first disappointment with him to be honest okay. i mean I, second the fact that he's not putting out music, well so <laughs> If if Andre Three Stacks mm-hmm. feels that he has lost a step, it's probably because his bar is so high for himself. True, and you he know? is a goat. So like, you know what I mean? Like that's probably one of the things. Right, and he, he does he feel like he doesn't want to half-ass it? Does he feel he like he can compete? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and let's just, again let's be honest. He's had a bunch of uh, not a bunch of, but he's had some features. A good amount. Last, a good amount. You know, over, over the course of the years, even recently, and he's still he's still bodying those features for sure. Um, so if he's saying that where he is right now, he's losing a step, and he's slower at it than like you know like he's this still, is he's still he's still beyond all these young beyond kids like yeah. it's it's crazy to yeah. me that that he thinks that way, but um. That that's just that's just crazy. I think Andre, we, you know this this podcast loves you, and I mean, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I'm not gonna like knock you, but don't stop doing features. Exactly, least. just at, at, at least. least still pop your head in and out of the culture. Jeez, every now and then. Jeez, man. What else we got? Jeez, man. I mean, uh, I guess uh, we can start talking about you know other older artists. We did give a whole episode to Mr. Jay Z. Yes. Um, but we. 
kind of didn't talk about the sales aspect, you know, and mm-hmm. how, how relevant he still is um, from a sales perspective. Um, so Jay-Z's album 444 came out and it went platinum in a week. Yes, it did. Or did it? <laughs> so um, let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, Jay-Z is famous for partnering his albums with major companies um his last album that came out was it magna carta holy grail yeah he, he partnered that one with samsung mm-hmm. and so samsung bought a million copies and sold it or gave it away for free yep. to their subscribers yep. to samsung's streaming service yep. which no one fucking knows because no exactly one it's uses gone it, now right it's completely um, gone nobody uses it the phones blew up Yes. It's done. Right. The phone <laughs> blew up with the fucking app with the, on it. Exactly. You got the Jazz Yavin. Boom! That's just fire. Uh, <laughs> literally fire. Literally. Um, and so that was successful. I mean, he went platinum with that album, right? So he did it again this time. And he, um, uh, Sprint actually bought a chunk of title. Uh, Is that a chunk of? Yeah, it's a chunk of. They bought into title. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. Two hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah, don't. It's all right. We something, don't need complete I, I, figures, I don't, I don't but remember. it was a good. It was a good it's a chunk. Decent chunk. Yes. which actually increased the value of the company from the fifty-four million that Jay Z had bought it at mm-hmm. to value it around, I think, the six hundred million range. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Sprint with the, the money that they bought into title decided, hey, let's do the same thing Samsung did. We'll buy a hundred copies of the album and give it to our users for free. Mm-hmm. And when the headline went out, hey, Jay-Z sold a, went platinum in, in, in uh, one week, that's why. It's not because he sold a million records. It's, it's not because, because it was streamed a bazillion times on title because it was a title exclusive for the exactly. first week. Exactly. So in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck did you go platinum in one week, a, a, one week as a title exclusive? So, the, but that's the thing. The, the key ingredient here is he sold. The, he sold. Uh, what is that? What was the million? What'd you say? Um, million records. Million records. Sorry, that shot did me in. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we had some good tequila shots before oh. this. Oh man, we, we should do an episode on tequila. Yes. But anyway, no. But um, no. The that's what I was gonna say. The key ingredient here is that he did not sell individual. Like there weren't, they weren't individual cells. They weren't like single cells. It, it was specifically to one company. Yes. One, one stream. Yes. So it's, it's fabricated numbers. Yes. It's not me. real. It's not real. It can't be real. I mean, it's fake news, alternative facts. It's, it's alternative numbers. And you know, this is, it's not just Jay-Z that's messing with these streaming no, numbers it's not. and, and you know, with the game changing and with people not buying hard records anymore, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult to say um, what's what a success Ex- and what's not. Exactly. Because is it streams? Is it hard album sales? I mean, fuck, what? Last week, we had Meek Mill, we had Tyler come out. Mm-hmm. Tyler sold, majority of his first week sales were hard album sales. Right. His fans went out and supported him with physical CDs. Right. Uh, Meek was more streams. Mm-hmm. Meek ended up edging out uh, Tyler Mm-hmm. Um, due to the streams, but Tyler had way more uh, hard album sales. So, exactly. I mean, it, 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 the game is changing, and at this point, it's like you either evolve or die. Well, that's another thing, is that like the game is changing to the point that does it even matter if you have a platinum um, accolade? You know what I mean? That, that accolade on your belt. Does it matter that you have had a platinum sales because you can fabricate those numbers. I mean, we, we've seen DJ Cal like title is, is a big, uh, yeah, big, um, 
Offender. Thank you, offender. I was gonna say perpetuant, but is that I don't even know if that you want your, you yes. usually use the right perpetuant word. of this. So <laughs> I act like I don't read, but I kind of do anyway. Um, but like he's a they, they, that that company is really a big perpetuant of this. It it does. Um, I'm, I mean Meek Mill, um, mm-hmm. DJ Khaled, yep, Jay Z, French Montana. I know French yep. is is French on. Uh, I think he's Rock Nation. I don't I, I ish. Th- We'll have to we'll have to fact check that, but like French is even getting some shit on there. So that it's just it's it's very interesting to see who's going platinum now, and the fact that we can't get solid analytics when it comes to any right. of these um, uh, these streaming services, right? Because we don't know if we're, they're counting free YouTube streams. Exactly. We don't know if they're counting the paid YouTube streams. Right. We don't know what's going into that. We have no insight as to what's going on to know. Is Title a publicly traded company? I don't think so. That would be interesting to see if they become if they go public. I don't think, so. I don't think it's an IPO. If they if if they go public, that would be very interested interesting to see um, because uh, we all know um, not no we probably don't all know. Um, once you go public, you have um, insight into to a company's finances and, you have and to where things it legally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you 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 you'll be able to see exactly where things are being allocated and how things are running. So I so, say they're not. Exactly. That's what I don't think they are. I think that's the reason. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they're not. Um, but anyway, that's the news when it comes to streaming. We know that streaming is being so to me. Like when someone says they're go they're going platinum, I don't really. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't mean anything doesn't to mean me shit. right now yeah. in this climate. Yeah. It it, so. it, it, it just. With the streaming thing, it kind of devalued the whole, you know, I went platinum, I did, it's like, who who cares? What's your impact? How how, how many sh- tickets to the, your shows are you selling? You know, it's, it's, we're looking at different factors than we are mm-hmm. purely based on record sales. And then to top week. it off with that streaming thing, uh, it's, it's another thing is that like the reason why these people are having fabricated numbers is they're also adding songs to their albums after they've already been released yep. and also adding songs that have been released prior to their albums yep. being released um, that have already um, gained a ton of streams. So if you are, say, um, Future and you have Mask Off as a single before you put out your album Future or Hendrix, whichever one it's on there, I think it's on Future. It's on Future. Um, you put that out first. You get million, kajillion streams on that. You yeah. throw that on your album. Your al- album will automatically go platinum. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where that's where the the disconnect comes. That's where I the. Think, I think Two Chains did it worse. Two Chains put big amounts on there, that song with him and Drake that came out yeah. down there a year ago. I didn't even on, on a Pretty Girls Love yes, Trap. Yes. Fuck! I didn't even yeah. notice that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Big Mouse was on there. So, but to be honest, I'm not gonna knock nobody for their hustle so because they, they know this is what's happening. And if because, you need to go and be sorry, go ahead. No, no, because what happens is all the streams for a single, whether they're a year old or not, they all count to the album sales. Right. So if you so True Chains putting big amounts on. On on uh, pretty girls like trap music, all the streams for that song mm-hmm. go onto that album. French putting, um, what's that fucking song that everybody loves? Un- un- unforgettable. Unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's so the song good. of the summer. Yeah, apparently. song of the summer. Sure, great. Um, when he put it's unforgettable, not a bad song, it's not, but anyway, when he put unforgettable on his uh, 
on his album, album. all those streams from Unforgettable all of a sudden get allocated to that album. Right. They count on that album. So that's the thing. The, the streaming is getting really fucking shady. And to be honest, like you can't you can't trust these you can't trust shit out here now. And to be and that's that's just how it is. That's how it's gonna be, I think, and that's whatever. But we should move on from this because we I can mean, talk I, about streaming forever. Well, I got a question for you. Since we're talking about hard album sales, what mm-hmm. was the first hip hop album that you actually went out with your own money and purchased? Yo, okay. So, what's gonna be super funny about this is my first hard album sale. The one that I first bought was the Rough Riders uh, album. Really? Yes. I think that's the one that I bought myself. With your own money? With my own money, yes. The one with the double R with the two yeah. silver R's on it. Crazy. Huh. Why that one? Um, To be honest, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, Excuse me, I'm burping off key. Uh, off key. <laughs> off mic. <laughs> anyway, right. but it was the first one. It was definitely the first one. It was the one with the big R on it. Yep. It says Rough Riders across it. I mean, that's when I was introduced to Dragon. It was when I was introduced to a lot of, uh, to Eve. Uh, I mean, man. even fucking Jay-Z was on that motherfucker. Uh, fuck, like just everybody was on that motherfucker. Like, Yeah, it, it was a dope album. I remember Dragon's fucking song was my shit. Beats all over I can't thing. remember which one it was, though. Anyway, I mean, that's good shit. That's good shit. That was uh, one of my first ones. What about you? My first hip hop album that I ever purchased was When Disaster Strikes by Busta Rhymes. What? What? That was the first one that I purchased with my own money was When Disaster Strikes. Uh, I remember, I believe I bought it at, uh, fuck, what was that shit called? Sun, that's crazy. Suncoast Sun Records, I think mm-hmm. it was. Uh yeah, it was like Suncoast Records. <laughs> Suncoast. I believe I was. I don't remember the name of it, bro. You remember it was. How in, did you even buy it? How old it was were it? Bayfair. Okay, Bay there you Fair go. Mall. I think it was like some Sun Oakland Coast shit, yeah. Shit, yo, some Oakland was, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was up at Bayfair, and that I. That shit went, came out in 1997. Do you remember what year you bought it? It must have been that year. Nah. Uh, he had the music video. It was when he had the music videos out. Put if you really want to find it with see. me. Uh. Big body in the place to be. Buck wild in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You really want to. We warriors. So, no, I that album, yes. I I bought that album, and I remember when I bought it, my parents didn't know what the parental advisory sticker was. Right. And so I had to listen to this in my room when no one was home. I remember that little boom box you used to have. boom box, yeah. Yeah. With the bass boost on it. You used to Hell yeah! That's what's up, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, that album dropped ninety seven. Yeah, I was that was yeah I was, I was in it to win it back then. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, that was great. That was great. Think we can get to one more news thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, shit. I mean, let's just let's get a little more serious. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A little bit more. Um, so, uh, Mr. Trump, our president. Yes. I say Mr. Trump, our president, not Mr. President. Yes. Fucking ass wipe. Because, <laughs> yeah, fucking loser. Um, He's just been totally fucking up. So first of all, he makes a comment in front of a bunch of cops where mm-hmm. he goes, oh, you know, you know, when you're, when you're, you're putting the guy's head in the, in the car and you put your hand on top of his head to be gentle. Be oh, yeah. I say, you can move the hand away. Don't be too gentle. And all the fucking cops applaud. 
It's disgusting. Even the people behind him are like smiling and shit. Disgusting. And some of them, like some of them, you can tell, like, like, am I supposed to smile? No, they, no fuck them all. They all smiled and they all clapped. They all clapped. I mean, they, you, I, I could tell that they questioned it, but it doesn't fucking matter if you questioned it and you decided to do it. To me, you're a part of it. And, and what's funny to me is someone like that mm-hmm. who can make a comment like that to almost, not almost, co-signing police brutality can become president. But Colin Kaepernick cannot play football. Have a fucking job, right? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like we can have we can have a a president that outright threatens North Korea. Yes. On Twitter. Yes. But we can't have a peaceful protest within the NFL, where we have our owners. I'm I'm saying that for real. The owners that are not are are trying to not are trying to blackball this guy and make sure that he doesn't get a job. Yeah, exactly. like this is this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? It is. It's it's crazy to me. It is, and you know what? It's it's not fair to Colin. It's not fair to the league. It's not fair to the fans. Um, you think there's? N- oh, I, I, I don't go on for hours. Right. I mean, I mean the, the the whole Colin Kaepernick thing is is clearly racist. It's 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 completely racist it's it's not based off so a lot of people keep trying to talk about how the nfl is a business yes it is a business and you need to evaluate if colin kaepernick is going to be an asset to you in your business yes will he help you win games will he help you sell tickets so we're in chicago right yes bears fans out there what's up y'all uh uh who was happy when jay cutler said he was retiring Everybody in Chicago. A lot of people. You know, they pulled this motherfucker out of retirement to play. Not the Bears. Uh, another team did. Uh, I don't even fucking remember the team. Yeah, I don't right remember now. either. But Jay Cutler has a job out of retirement, mm-hmm. and Colin Kaepernick does not. Yeah. Any Bears fan, who would you rather have? Colin Kaepernick or Jay Cutler starting for you? Fucking Cap, dude. So that it's, it's, but the thing is, is that the, the fucked up thing about it is, and now I'm having this, this struggle within, is that do I stop watch do i stop trying to watch uh do i stop trying to watch football especially as a raider fan when marshawn lynch is about to be on our fucking team he's about to fucking rule yes or do i watch football and just like ignore it you know what i mean and it's like and i'm a big football fan you know we're both big football fans right so it's 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 really it's really fucking um it's a struggle and I, I we have to be honest with it. i have to be honest with with it like that's it's a struggle with everything that we do whenever it comes to any type of social injustice that's going on it's a struggle because you have your everyday life and you have the way that you actually think and the way that you actually feel but how do you translate those things to, to make sure that they coincide and it's just it, it depends it's on the tough. discipline that you have and things of that nature but anyway um I think Colin Ka- Kaepernick should get a chance. I, I appreciate the fact that there's going to be a protest going in, in, in to the uh, they're going to the front of the NFL uh, headquarters. headquarters. Nice. Um, it's going. I mean, I even I don't know. I, I, I think this is a great thing. And I don't even know if Cap wants to play anymore. Like, does he want to play for these yes. motherfuckers? He's he's expressed. He has to the, the few teams who have reached out to him. He's expressed. Yes, I want to play. I have a desire to play. I want to play football. Okay, good. I'm just saying, but like... Baltimore. Well, fuck Baltimore because they're just pandering. That's all they're doing. And shout of out to... all sh- fucking cities, Baltimore. 
Exactly, right? Where all that shit's like yeah. been happening. You fuck that. But then another thing is 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 like um uh what the fuck was I gonna say? Um but yeah, like She forgot. Yeah, I fucking forgot. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Anyway. Great. Fuck the NFL. Yeah, fuck Trump. Fuck Cap, the we NFL. stand behind you. What's up, we gonna, Cap? We going I'm if, if 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 this shit continues, I will stop. I, sw- I swear to God, I'll stop watching after the two years that Marshawn leaves. No, See, and, and 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 that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem, right? So if back in the day when some shit like this would happen, black people would come together. You know, the athletes would come together to support Cap. No, for Who sure. Who the fuck is standing up for Cap right now? Nobody. I mean, he's got Shannon Sharp. He's got Shannon he, Sharp is he's, hard in the paint. Yo, and I love Shannon Sharp for that shit. Giving no fucks. Richard Sherman st- stood up for him. Finally, finally for sure. But at least I mean, better let, late than never. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess for me, it's like the players should just. Marshawn even walk said something. Out. I think the players should just walk the fuck out. Do you know if you had every single like seventy seventy percent of the NFL is black? Yeah. If you had every single superstar, Russell. Uh, Richard Sherman, fucking... Uh, there wouldn't be a league. There would be no league. There wouldn't be a league. They don't understand the power. The players don't understand the power. Of the, and this is the same thing with... This with, is something that I think that, that that the black community does... In general. In general. In general. We don't understand our power. Yeah, I, I, was, I was explaining... It's just as I was day. saying like, right I, now. I'm a victim of it right now. Just yeah, like I wanna want to watch the NFL. But, but you have to. But I have... You know what I mean? I don't have to watch the NFL. But you feel like But that. I want to. Yes. You want you know to I mean? more than you want to make a point exactly and it's that conditioning anyway and that's the problem back that, in the day we, they used to do sit-ins and not give yep. a fuck about getting hosed down or be, yo you know, muhammad ali my dogs yeah i'm not black i'm oj okay. okay you know what i mean we need to start taking we need to start fucking listening to shit i don't know if you guys followed followed exactly what just happened there but back in the day muhammad ali uh, was going against um, the wars that were happening in Vietnam. Yeah, it's Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. Thank you. He was a conscientious um, objector. Exactly. And fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, everybody. Like, they, there's that, that famous picture of a bunch of black, you know, athletes and, and leaders and just standing together with Muhammad saying, like, no. Like, that doesn't not, happen today. No, that's not. No. We got a whole bunch of house niggas. Exactly. And and no, no, nobody wants to be out in the field because they all think, oh, I'm I'm not a nigga. You're a nigga. I mean, I'm look, not. Look 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 at Ray Lewis. Anyway, let's move on. We anyway. can we can we can stay on this. Uh, one last uh news topic. Sure. And then we will move on. Let's try and keep this one short. All right. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. He was on the cover of Rolling Stones. Yes, he was. And he was looking really good on there as a goat should you know what i mean he's the goat um goat he had some things that that ruffled some feathers in in the uh in the hip-hop sphere i mean you know he said a bunch of stuff but of course the stuff that people are gonna listen to the most is exactly if you want to be there's a whole article about it but you know what (laughs) if we're a podcast we're gonna comment go ahead if you want to be considered the greatest rapper alive uh you can't have ghostwriters Exactly. That is exactly what he said. He said that on numerous songs, numerous times. Before the whole Drake and Meek Mill thing happened on King Kunta, he had the bars talking about ghostwriting. Exactly. I was going to kill a couple rappers, but they did it to themselves. Everybody's suicidal. They didn't even need my help. Exactly. So I swore I wouldn't tell, 
But most of y'all sharing bars like you got the bottom bunk of a two-man cell. Yeah. I mean, that's basically, I mean, what do you want from him? I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, it's, you know, he's adamant about this. Very adamant. Um, and I, I appreciate that because somebody and, needs to speak up about that shit. And to me, the fact that he said it before the whole Meek Mill Drake thing came out. For sure. Just let me know that this was a bigger issue prior to that. Mm-hmm. And that we just, as the as the public, we just became uh, knowledgeable of this after the fact. Like, we're late. <laughs> like, this this ghostwriting shit's been happening. I mean... And not just Drake. I'm not even... Like, and Drake is the poster child because he's the one that got caught and he's the biggest name. But I, I'm pretty sure it's it's not just Drake. No, we're, we're all sure that it's not just Drake. We, I mean, one of the first songs, Sugar Hill Gang, was ghostwritten because... They stole it from someone. They stole it from Grandmaster Cass. So we know exactly what's happening in hip hop. We just know that if you want to be considered the best lyricist, the best rapper, and not the best entertainer, that is not how you will be judged. You need to be judged by your pen. And if you don't have a pen and someone else is in your corner, point blank period, you're not, you're not, you're not getting through to, you're not getting through there. So, so, so here's the evolution of hip hop. We're just gonna come full circle. Mm-hmm. We were talking about birthday hip-hop right hbd uh so um the the birthday of hip-hop is is uh labeled as not the day there was a first rapper we talk a lot about rap right rap is just one facet right of hip-hop it's an element what we actually call the the birthday of hip-hop is the day the break was invented mm-hmm. right so that that's the the, the dj portion so hip-hop has evolved a lot over time Right. It's gone through a lot of different changes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. Um, they got big because they were copying local rappers. Their bars, their flows, their actual words. And they made it popular. They got onto the radio, right? So without that Sugar Hill Gang record, hip-hop wouldn't be where it is right now. Right. It was very influential. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it put hip-hop on a much bigger... Uh, uh, stage than it would have been before, right? Um, well, and, and, well, no, no, I'm not going to go into intricacies, but no, go it's ahead. fine. Yeah. But and, and then and then and then again, you know, um, we're in a different era. Like we're in a di- wholly different place in hip hop than we were. Right, then. evolution has has happened. It's it's evolved. So now mm-hmm. these lyricists, like it's all about, you know, uh, if you are a lyricist nowadays, your bars need to be a one, like. Like For you sure. have to be, I mean, if you listen to some of the shit they were doing back in the day, it was basic. It was kind of corny, but it was, it, it still made you move because it was new. It was new and different. Yeah. It was original it, per se, I guess it was someone's original. Somebody originated, right? Yeah. Um, it was like the wild west. You can do anything. People are like, Oh, that's new. But so I guess long story short, um, I agree with what Kendrick said. But yes. you have to listen to what Kendrick said. He said, if you want to be considered the best rapper. He didn't say, if you want to be considered the best hip-hop artist. He didn't want to say, if you want to be considered... The, the best entertainer. The best entertainer, the best performer. He said the best rapper. rapper. And I, I really like that he said rapper, because again, we talk a lot about rap, but rap is a part of hip-hop. It's mm-hmm. not hip-hop. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not the it. whole. It's not the whole of it. It's a part of it. It's like if I was like, yo... Your heart. You're nothing but heart. And it's like, no, yo, you got arms and legs and a brain and all that shit. Right. So you're, you're a lot more than just your heart. Um, but your heart's really important. So 
rap is really important to hip hop, but it is not the end all be all of hip hop. Um, shit, I mean, there's tons of people who will say uh, Tupac is one of the greatest hip hop artists that ever lived, but a lot of people will also say he wasn't the best lyricist or he wasn't the best rapper, which is fine. Right. I get it. But you have to make those differences. Right. You have to make sure you make those distinct, uh, distinct, uh, clarif- yeah, yeah. Dis- distinctions. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I almost said distinct clarifications. Like, I didn't need to, like, elongate that. (laughs) Anyway. But, yeah, that's that's what's happened in hip-hop so far. So, let's go ahead and dive. So, we haven't been with y'all for a little bit in regards to, like, reviewing uh, albums and and things of that nature. So, let's go ahead and dive into a couple of albums that we've actually listened to uh, right now. So, I want to start with, let's start with Amine. Amine, anime. Amine, I used to call him anime in my head. Um, Amine, I love this kid. He's West Coast. He's West Coast. He's from Portland or something, or Oregon or something like that. He's from Portland, I believe. Um, and this guy, he's he looks like he's Eritrean. Um, he looks like he's what? Eritrean. I have the a friend. Fuck is that? I have a friend that's Eritrean, and that I I think I'm saying it wrong. And if I am, I'm, I apologize to that community. Or Ethiopian. Maybe he's Ethiopian. I don't know. One of the two. Okay. But anyway, um, he is, he is a West skinny. Coast. He's a, He could be Ethiopian. Stop right now. What? Just stop that. <laughs> what? You old South Park watching ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you're such a dick. Um, so anyway, so Amine, I have to say that this album was a refreshing album to me. Okay. Not refreshing. It wasn't refreshing? I don't know. I I, I would say I know. I'm also kind of drunk. That, that I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I I actually I like the creativity that this album provides. I like the fact that he's got this whole yellow thing going on with him. Yellow is like his purple. As, yellow to him is as purple is to Prince. I mean, he he says he said said it on his album. He definitely Um, said that. I like how every song doesn't sound the same. I like how I don't I don't think every song song sounds the same at all. Um, I think he has a a distinctive flow that he uses, Um, and then I also like his singing voice too. I think his singing voice is very um, uh, distinct and and um you can d- uh, differentiate that from any everything uh, everything else and i think it's actually pretty good um and i also i also like his vision i like his his vision is almost like i don't give a fuck but i'm also going to give you some some good bars with this like it's not like it's complete and utter lyricism right but it's right. it's punchlines, it's fun bars it's good bars um like the album is called Good For You. And I think this album is good for us. I think this album is good, especially like judging from the double XL cover that he was on. Um, he is the only person doing everything that he's doing right now uh, out of all of them. I think he's just bringing something. I think he what he's trying to do is bring like the happy rap from Little Yachty and where uh, we have punchline lyricism and trying to mold those into something to where you can also have um, great sounds too because I like his b- beat, beat selection as well. What about you? Oh, I see what you did there. The, the, the just have a good time Yachty feel with a little bit of punchlining. Yeah, so mm-hmm. 
That's not a bad analysis, I guess. If 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 Yachty was a punchline rapper, he'd probably be a Mine. Uh, exactly. So I, I didn't hate it. No shots at Mine. I didn't hate it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love it. Um, but it's his first project. It's his first album. Mm-hmm. So from his first album, considering I just heard about this dude like two months ago from the Double XL, and then he dropped his 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 album. Um, it was okay. Um, I could definitely tell it was his first project. It was, it was a kind of, I don't know. It was, it gets a little tired after a while. Tired? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. But then after a while, the songs kind of start to meld together. I disagree with you. And I mean, it's not bad. I don't, I don't understand. It's not bad, but it's not great. And then, I mean, his punchlines, they were okay. They're, they're like a C plus, B minus level of punchlines. Like some of his shit is kind of corny. Some of his punchlines are kind of corny. But I have to judge this as his like his first album. So as a first album, as a new artist, twenty three years old, it wasn't bad. It, it it shows promise. It shows potential for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his style is somewhat unique. His voice is somewhat unique. So it's. Um, in in a time in hip hop when ninety percent of the rappers sound like ninety percent of the rappers, mm-hmm. um, it's very refreshing to hear someone like Amina. That's what I was and, saying. And, refreshing and, for. And I I feel like you have to be very careful to not confuse refreshing with like amazing and good. You know, like I refreshing is just refreshing is just refreshing. It's like okay, it's different. It's cool, but like. How does it still stack up to like what we used to stack up good music to? Well, that's another thing. I don't think we need to compare him to what we used to stack up. I don't think I. So that's the thing is that I'm not listening to him as I the same way I listen to Kendrick. I'm not listening right, no, to him the same way right, I listen to Little Yachty anymore. Right? No, no. I, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying that like, you know, when you when you have an artist like Amine in the landscape of newer artists that we have, it's easy for him to stand out in this class. Obviously, because he's. Obviously, better than like ninety percent of these dudes that are that are newer. So does that give out. him a, ha- a handicap? It gives him a handicap on the positive side, in that because he is, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's like you're grading it on a curve. So like mm-hmm. he's his album is is good because we're grading it on a curve. I don't. So to me, I, I had. To, so when I was listening to the video, the video, excuse me, when I was listening to the album, I didn't think about it on a curve. I had to think about it like. You just compared him to Yachty. So you had Yachty in your head. Just because of how happy it is. Okay. Because his 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 sound is very um light, very warm. Especially with the, the color yellow as well. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So when I I'm Mellow I'm getting yellow. into my artistic side now. Mellow yellow, yeah. <laughs> I get and, you know what I mean? But that that's where I'm coming from. So to me, like I don't think that I, comp- I I think he stands out just because he stands out. I don't think he stands out just because everybody else is fucking horrible and that he's doing something different. I think he's doing something different and also doing something different to make himself compete with other people that are doing something different. Now, I'm not saying he's winning with other people, okay. but I think he's he's up there trying so, to, you know, compete. So other happy rap. How would you compare this to like a chance? To a chance? Yes. I like this. I mean, to, 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 I think that they're. I don't think they're neck and neck. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I don't think that he's far behind. I think that Chance does very happy rap as well yes. too. And 
I th- I think that Amine is is not far behind Chance. I don't th- I think he's on his coattails to be honest. I don't think it's that I don't think it's that bad. I think some your cynicalness might be getting into you, getting to you. I think what you what no, you I, what's happening is that you're thinking like you, you're trying to make sure make sure I'm not liking this because everything else out here is trash. Like I think you're focused on that. I think you need to focus on the fact that is this good music or not? It's okay. I mean, I I I wish I had more notes and there were some lyrics that just came up more than once on here and I'm just like he tried. It was a stretch. I liked his so, SpongeBob lyric. I liked yeah, his stretch lyric for sure. But I mean, and a lot of people think that, but like to me, maybe, maybe Amina speaks to me more than it does to someone like you then. Like to me, I liked that. I liked that fun because it was a clear, it was a clever line. So it's not like a blow on it, like a cello, which doesn't, where make, it doesn't, sense. Which doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. No, no. At least it makes sense. At and it was it... also clever and it was a metaphor. It is not a, a, a simile. But so metaphor. Like, huh? But it was just okay. But that, I you are you rap, so maybe it, there's something different, okay? Ah, oh, that's all I'm saying. But anyway, we, we're probably we're on this a little too long. Um, no, it's fine. It, it's fine. That's a mean it's, it. just, it's not hate. It's just it's just me being critical of three a other young albums. guy that I think will be better. I know he'll be better. His next album will be better. It shows great promise. It's just not there. That's yet. good. It's just that's not good. there yet. He's that's not good. there yet. Um, so next we have Meek Mill. Meek. Wins and losses. Wins and losses. Um, to me, Mika. I'm going to just let you know that this was my favorite album by Meek. And it's probably my favorite album by Meek because I don't listen to a lot of Meek. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, when I have listened to some albums by him, I think I listened to Dream Chasers 4 and I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. The Dream Chasers 4 wasn't all that. It really so, was. It was very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, a lot of this song, I mean, it's a, not song, but a lot of this album, it just kind of resonated to me about the price of being great. The price of being, um, it's like survivor's guilt as well. It's, it's, it's a lot of things that he's, uh, a lot of themes in this is just like, um, like he's trying to, I don't even know. It's like he's trying to educate, but at the, at the same time say like, you know, this is the this is what we do. This is how this is the price of 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 what I I the lifestyle I want to live. So I have to have these these things. It's kind of it's almost kind of depressing, but at the same time um, enlightening because I like to to see that he's human the same way I was saying with the Jay-Z 44. I like to see that he's actually learning from things. I like to see that he's actually saying some real shit on here. You know what I mean? Besides the Rollies and the whatever. What about I mean, you? Yeah, he, you know, he, he had that line, stop buying Rollies and started buying properties, right? Right. Uh, my biggest problem with Meek Mill his, over his entire career was this motherfucker's voice, yo. Yeah, I know. You can't you can't stand his voice. I know. He just like it's like he's fucking yelling. And everybody's running for the week though. And 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 so his <sighs> his little like whoa's like really kill me. But 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 I I I listened to Wins and Losses a few times. I sat it down and was like, uh, his fucking voice. I went back to it um and tried to listen to it a little bit harder. And it's you know what? The second half of the album is solid. The first half has some like hits or misses in there. Uh, you know, some of his chick songs I can't relate to so much. I like um, chick songs. But man, no, no, no. What's that one chick song? Because I'm a chick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no, no. He 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 has some bangers on here. Um, and he has some introspective tones too. Um, you know, and he has some songs where he's talking about um some stuff that he's been through, whether it's the the whole Drake thing, whether it's him losing Nikki. Yeah. You know, um he's he's talking about a lot of stuff and it's interesting. Um and it's it's poignant. It's 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 timely. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beats. I mean, Meek has always had dope beats. Um, yeah, Meek and Ross have like the best like beats. piano like strings and shit involved. The like, features, every every single feature on this thing was fire. Was fire. I'm trying to think of all the features that were on here. I I can't think of a feature that I thought was out of place or didn't right. work. Um, I'm not. A, I'm still not a huge fan of his voice. Yeah, I know. But getting over his voice, if if you can get past his voice, it's good. That's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I liked it too. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Tyler the Creator. Oh man, Flower Boy Scumfuck. Now, did you listen to the whole album? Yeah, of course. I listened to the whole album too. Um, I, I mean, we all know that Tyler the Creator is a direct descendant of Nerd. We all know that, right? Um, and we also know that he's a direct descendant of just. Uh, of jackass <laughs> it's like n-e-r-d met jackass and then decided to make music um i i actually love i love the sonics of this album i mean and, and, and that's one thing you could say about odd future is like their beats are very unique mm-hmm. um and they haven't really changed like even as the landscape of hip-hop has changed it's 2017 this album doesn't sound dated but it still sounds odd future Exactly, because um, that—that's what I was—that's what I was kind of sort of getting to—is that like they—they they sound very um, uh, scene sounds ish, you know what I mean? Yeah. From from yeah. NERD, they sound uh, like that. So it's like that type of era, but then starting to put like a lot of those um, modern like 808s and things into stuff. But they always have those nice minor chords to co- go with some of their. Um, uh, their songs and stuff like that. So like to me, I think that was awesome. I I loved that song Pothole with Jaden Smith. Yeah. That that song was awesome. Um I ain't got time. That song was lit as fuck. Like I think a lot of these these Garden songs Shed. What did you say? Garden Shed. Yes, Garden Shed was great. Like a lot of these songs are like really really good and I I've always loved uh Tyler the Creator's uh cre- um charisma on the mic yeah and the way that he says things um he, he now you want to talk about punchlines yes Tyler of the trailer has punchlines punch for sure now if you take uh, i hate to go back if you were to take tyler's punchlines mm-hmm. and line them up with the Mines, you would say a Mines punchlines were kind of fucking lame I'm not going to say anything. Okay. But <laughs> the, the point I'm making is obviously Tyler's been in the game longer. I'd have to, I'd have he to see him practice. side by side um, to say something, but no. Yeah. But again, you know, Tyler's one of those artists, I think kind of like a, a Meek where Meek's voice might be annoying. Tyler's whole persona can be, be annoying. off, off putting to people. Right. Think like, who is this weird old guy? And they won't even give his music a chance. I won't give right. it an honest listen. Um, it's actually good, dude. That song, uh, who that boy with ASAP Rocky? Yeah. It's like I haven't heard ASAP Rocky in a minute. It's like refreshing to hear him, and then he's on this fucking banger. It's like 
Yes. And what's even more refreshing is to see, uh, is, is is to not see, but to, is to hear Tyler, the creator, on a on on a song like that, saying "Who that boy? Who him is?" Like the way he's saying it, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this is normally how Tyler the creator like fucking plays around and when he freestyles and you get to hear him like that on a song and it's like i want to hear that type of aggression from him in the in that pocket you know what i mean the pocket that he was for that song and that in that flow so a lot of that song was was really good uh, really good and and a lot of the the album was really um introspective i I mean they they had the whole shit about him being gay and that shit was like bonkers but ain't nobody oh talk about bonkers that. i got it <laughs> anyway i got it uh and then lastly oh introspective again so today is like the introspective you know because you podcast. know only jay-z can release introspective albums and have them you know be uh you know meaningful no because he's trying to talk about what i said on the last yeah, podcast great. Great. and nope nope mm-hmm. nope don't try and fucking get away from it mm-hmm. only jay-z has to reach to have an introspective uh. album and talk about the things that he's he said and actually have an effect on the community but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. vic mensa came out with his album the most introspective album ever it's called the fucking autobiography it should have been the most but yeah yes the autobiography it only Let's sold talk like about 10 it. albums the first week that sucks. Um, I was rooting for this motherfucker. I was rooting for so, Vic. So, a little side story for you fuckers that don't know. Vic Mensa's from Chicago. Started off in a band called Kids These Days. Yep. Um, Kids These Days came out around the same time as my fucking band that was out. The Secondary. The Secondary. Look up. And it was pretty much the same type of fucking music, except they made it and we didn't. And I was fucking bitter as shit. Oh, so you hate Vic Mensa? Oh, no. I think he's Vic got Mensa's a better dope. voice than you. I think Vic Mensa's dope, dude. Yeah. I'm fucked up. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. I think, I think Vic Mensa's dope. It's okay. I have no problem they made with better Vic Mensa. Than I did. Uh, but. You actually probably have a, 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 a pin that, that can match his. I think your pin actually does match his. Well, it's either here nor there. The point is. Sorry. This album. I just talked shit about you and I wanted to say something that's nice fine. about Thanks. you. Thanks. No, and, Thanks, and that's imagine. some real shit. Your pen does matches. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just that. a little bit. Boom. Oh, damn. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Vic Mensa has this this issue. And yes. it's not a music issue. Okay. Musically, if you were to just take Vic Mensa on music alone, he'd probably be up there with some of the ten best rappers that are out right now. Okay. If you took him on just just raps. I'm following. I'm trying to follow you. Let's go. His fucking personality. You don't like his personality? His persona. The way he comes off. Um, and this is how, I, I guess I can't really speak for myself. Um, but from seeing the interviews, um, I actually met him randomly one day. Yeah, at Pop Belly or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. You, you've in, told this story. He came in randomly. Um, and like the persona that I had of him based on his interviews matched what he was in person. Which is this like, depressed rich kid hmm. like ah, my life sucks I got all this jewelry on but my life sucks which is like you I have, get it okay. I get it okay everybody's got issues everybody has problems what did Biggie say more money more problems right completely understand but if you look at a lot of the music that he was coming out with before this album dropped uh, it was like 
He it was like, damn, bro, you going through some shit. You okay? It's like Vic Mensa, you need a hug. That's what it felt like with some of the stories he was telling in his records and and he shirts off all these tattoos on him and he's just oh, me. So that's who he is in real life. He's I don't want to say a crybaby, but it's like everything is so serious. I feel like you have a this thing against people that have money. Whoa. No, because you said he's 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 like a a, a, a crybaby rich kid. And 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 what a depressed I mean, rich kid. All right, and so I, I I said that for a reason because, like I said, Biggie said more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. However, when Biggie talked about it, um, he was really talking about like with the more money that I make, I then have to deal with these types of issues. Vic Mensa is talking about the same type of issues that people with and without money have to deal with, which I guess is humanizing, right? Yes. It's it's, it's level setting. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're, I might be a different level than you, but I still have these problems. Okay. But God damn, man, like have some, some, some money problems. Have like, I mean, is it really that serious? Yeah, maybe it is. We don't have money like him, and we don't know. I don't, don't have money like him, but I have the same problems that he has. I mean, my thing is that sometimes you don't know what some people have. You don't know what some people might be going through. So, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. But, like, when when you're talking about, I mean, talking about your girlfriend committing, trying to commit suicide. It's like, that's okay. some real shit. You don't it know is, how that's going to affect him, though. It is some real shit. That's some real fucking shit. That's some very real shit. That's some However, real sh- there's a lot of people who are going through that who don't have the money he has, who aren't as financially as Money doesn't as matter when you're fucking depressed, though, bruh. Like, money doesn't matter. Like, like, like this is that's, there's a whole reason why fucking Lauren Hill fucking has tax issues and was, was going through, she went crazy. Doesn't matter. That, that's the whole same thing that happened with Kurt Cobain. Like, we, all, we know that shit happens. You get money, you're just amplifying you what you who you are so i do not want to put kurt cobain and vic mitz in the same breath because kurt cobain at 27 did way more than vic mitz did music i think i think you're successfully just, so mm-hmm. so so if kurt cobain got to the point where he felt like he had to put that shotgun to his fucking face and in in his life it's because he actually dealt with some shit. He had a number one record. He had an album with his band that they were touring, doing all types of shit. This so is yes, where, this is where Vic I'm. didn't do it. He ain't done shit where, yet. But this is where this is where I think your disconnect comes is that you think that with success comes more depression, and that doesn't mean anything. You can be down here with less success and have more depression than Kurt Cobain, and still, it's all it all depends on the human being. It all depends on who you are. So when you talk about these things, it's so interesting to me to see that you equate things to money. Like, oh, he shouldn't be depressed or as depressed as Kurt Cobain because he didn't have the same stresses as Kurt Cobain, as as, well, no, as what you're saying. That's me trying to put it. Because you, you brought up Kurt Cobain. I didn't say anything about Kurt Cobain. But, but you brought up Kurt I brought Cobain. it up. I, I, I know that. But I'm saying I'm bringing that up because you're equating things with uh, uh, monetary success. And, and and I guess social success, I guess you can say, because Vic Mensa is nowhere near what Kurt, Kurt Cobain was. Right. But like what I'm saying is that th- those two things are still separate issues. Like I can have a depression and you can have a depression. Like 
if I so, if my depression stems from something, this this is a different conversation. No, no. no. So, but <laughs> I guess for me, I'm 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 really just trying to hold it down for all the normies out there. You know, regular <laughs> regular fucking people. You call people who, normal? No, 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 no. I'm talking about normies, motherfuckers who go to work every fucking day, who still don't have shit. And this is why this is who why famous people hate people like you shit. because they think they can hate because me. you That's think fine. that they aren't normal. No, 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 no. They're not normal. They are normal. They're not normal. From from when I say normal, I'm I'm speaking of an average and a range off of you off of, only off of based on finances. Only based on finances. Yes. And that's yes. what's pro- that's maybe that's what's your problem. I will say financially normal from now on. I I, I, I will that's, qualify that's, it with financially normal people. So and and that's Us, why I think you've you equate happiness to money. I don't, money and happiness. I don't. I don't. I I don't equate money to happiness. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here. Okay, is, go ahead. There are millions of financially normal people out there who are dealing with the same things that Vic Mintz is dealing with, mm-hmm. who just call that life. But they don't have the platform that Vic Mensa has. So, of course, he's going to say something. He's he's an artist, so he's going to put those things into song. And I'm, I'm saying he is going to do that. But you're and also, he, you're he also faulting him for it. No, I'm saying I just, sometimes I just don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> I don't, I, I, All right, so let's get into sometimes, the, so the... Sometimes I don't want to fucking hear it. No, like, I got you. I, 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 got I, you. I, I don't know what else there is to say about that. Like, sometimes right. it's like, I don't want to hear your rich boy blues. Like, fucking <laughs> didn't... Uh, fuck, fuck. Um, uh, tangent here. Tangent coming. It's a tangent coming. Wait for it. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Who fucking had the song talking about rich kid blues? It was somebody from Odd Future. It was from Pro- uh Project Orange. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean had a song. He was talking about like all these rich kids yeah. in L. A. and and just their type of issues. How how they they get depressed by looking at the ocean. Yes. Yeah, so that, like that that perspective on like rich kid life. I think it's way more compelling and honest than a Vic Mensa's vision on it. Because at least with Frank Ocean, he's saying, yes, I got maids, but it's fucking stressful because I got nobody else. I got my maids and nobody else. I was raised by maids type of thing. Right. And it's like, I I understand. It's like, okay, now that you're telling me this, I can can see it through your lens. Now I can see it through your eyes. Vic is trying to play this, I'm just like you, and my life is depressing, but I'm my coat costs more than your fucking food budget for the year. And that's where that's where I think you have the disconnect. Food versus a coat. Yes, because I'm trying to speak out for people who don't even have fucking money to eat or go home or get to work sometimes. But that doesn't equate that the money doesn't equate to what his depression might be. His depression might be in the fact that like I have this drug addiction. I have this 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 thing that's happening with me to where I don't know how to express it other than through the channel that I have. You're right. You're right. And so it it, it doesn't right. have to do with money You're to right. me. You know what I mean? You're right. And and I'm I am totally being biased in, in, <laughs> in the fact that I'm I'm trying to belittle a rich kid's struggles with their own uh issues that they deal with that other, you know, uh uh, what did I fucking call it? People who are uh, normal. Yeah, the normies. The normies, uh, the financially normal people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying normal to people who also has to deal with the same shit he's talking about, and they got to figure out how they're going to eat tomorrow, 
and they got to figure out how they're going to get diapers for the baby. Okay. And, and so it, it's, you know, but we the, all have to deal with the tiny shit you're talking about, Vic. But then other are also people who actually have to deal with being poor as shit. I understand. Yeah. And that's and I why get this that. motherfucker sold 13,000 records this opening week. Because nobody gives a fuck about your story. But it's, and that's where I, that's where I think, I think it's, it's kind of sad. It's because like, just because your struggle seems like it's a lot harder than mine doesn't mean that my struggle isn't real. Exactly. But that, so if I have a voice, if this is how I'm, this is my job and this is how I've made my money and I'm only selling 13,000, thousand units, that's, that's fine. But this is how, this is how I'm going to express myself. That's the same that we can, we can be on this topic forever. So I think we need to put it to dead. Like, but he, the point I'm making, the fact that he only sold 13,000 records, right? It's because nobody cares. It's because he didn't sell it the right way. Because he didn't sell his message the right way. But what is the right, right way when you are selling it? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, because people obviously didn't connect to it. Obviously, it didn't connect to enough people for him to have a successful launch and a successful rollout. Obviously, the message he was sending didn't reach home to the people who he was hoping it would. I'm not saying he's not a good rapper. I'm not saying he doesn't have good stories. I'm not saying his struggle's not valid. I'm saying he did a poor job of connecting that message to the people. Like Hillary Clinton, she had no fucking message. No, no. And yeah, she's sure. going up against the worst candidate ever, mm-hmm. and she still lost because she didn't make that connection to the people. She didn't um, tell the people what they needed to hear and why they should vote for her. He didn't make a compelling message to the people why they should listen to him. He's just crying on the microphone about being rich. And it's fucking nobody wants to fucking hear that. Okay. I don't think he's crying on the microphone about being rich, but I get it. I get what you're. I get what while you're going through. While being rich, I'm sorry, not not about being rich. While being rich, I get it. All right, so <laughs> tangent. <laughs> no, actually, we got kind of like passionate no about tangent. that one. Oh great! I, mean, um, I just broke my fucking. So we had a bunch of other albums and singles that we were going to go into. Let's just give one word answers for them. Got it. All right. Got it. All right. Uh, it's an album, 21 Savage. Go. Better than I thought. Same. <laughs> Great. Um, Tiger, bitch, I'm the shit. Too many fucking features. I agree. <laughs> French Montana jungle, jungle Rules. Whose album is it anyway? <laughs> uh, a Lie, that song with The Weeknd and Max B. My favorite. Everything else I didn't really care for. Um, Sorry, I know this was supposed to be one word. Marky Basie on that song, She Working. Oakland's in the building right there. But other than that, fuck it. Um, Sage the Gemini. Didn't hear it. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think we were supposed to bring that one up. I, I didn't My bad. That uh, but that one I listened to is pretty diverse. Um, if you want to listen to something that has a little bit of everything, listen to that. I thought it was one word. Uh, I know. Uh, Ugly God garbage dude garbage <laughs> it's it's okay wait two words two words um um entertaining garbage entertaining garbage uh i thought it was a little b replica um he was uh had great beats but hilarious horrible lyrics one word uh <laughs> shut up all right here we go singles love you better by uh ty dollar sign lil wayne the dream Ty Dolla Sign can do no wrong in my book. I loved it. One word. Uh, same here. Uh, PNB Rock Time. Have you listened to that one? No. PNB Rock Time sounds like a fucking Drake single. He sings better than Drake would sing it, but this is it's not a hip hop song. It's a pop song. Great. One word. Uh, T. Troy. T. Grizzly. 
uh that song was pretty much a uh from my hood this is what we do and we're doing this because we are oppressed great and it wasn't that bad of a song to be honest so i I recommend it one word uh so marmalade macklemore featuring Lil yachty shit i thought it was shit too and then i saw the um video and it looked great Sure, it looked great. Sounds terrible. It was cute. Sounds, but yeah, sounds, song sounds, sounds off. Our East Coast remix. That's uh, all you have? ASAP Ferg and everybody. Okay, so that one, French Montana ruins the song. So does Snoop. Snoop does ruin Snoop the song. Snoop and French Montana both ruin the song. Everybody else, awesome. Yes. Everybody else bided it. Yes. Except for French and Snoop. Exactly. I don't I don't understand. I don't know why they were there. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get why he wanted to try and have Snoop on it. I would have said But no. I just would have been like, no, this is like rep for your fucking side, bruh. But, you know, whatever. Um, and then French, like, that fucking y'all niggas comedy rapping off fast like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony will fucking ruin you, bruh. French, you just killed yourself with that line. Anyway. Um, you guys by now should know where to reach us, right? I think they should know how to reach us. You know, I think they need to know how to reach us on Twitter. Through the crate. Uh, they can reach us on Instagram. Through the crate? They can reach us at www.throughthecrate.com. You can reach us on iTunes at... Through the crate. Stitcher. Through the crate. Pocket Cast. Through the crate. You can also reach us on these balls because guess what? We are out, motherfucks! Deuces. <laughs>